And now Fight Boys presents a special reading of Some Absolute Bullshit by Virgil. I think I made Hulk Hogan's whole career. Ted Turner and I put together the NWO. I got paid all day. It was oh, like a moving him. reindeer. What does that mean? <laughs> what does a moving reindeer mean, Virg? Well, reindeers, they move. Yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> too sweet meat sauce week. Olive Garden gave me a special order with Eric Bischoff because they love me that much. They put out a restraining order on Eric Bischoff because he followed me to Olive Garden. Guess he wanted more meat sauce or something. He's obsessed with me because I'm the meat sauce king. I was the original member coming in. It was Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Ted DiBiase, myself, and X-Pac. Jesus Christ. I kicked Alex Wright's ass in a dance-off in a parking garage. And I put my <laughs> foot right up his ass. He was talking shit like he could outdance me. I had the dance-off, and I shoved my foot up his ass. I invented the dance called the spin Disco Inferno had a spin-off. He spun on the ground like a donkey, and then I spanked his ass. Virgil then went on to describe, you will never guess what I'm about to say. Oh. His new mobile game, Meat Sauce Madness, discussing what fans can expect. I'm the prototype. I played it for hours. I went into a food coma playing it. I went to Olive Garden playing it. Fans can expect all of it when you guzzle the beef. I think you might have been guzzling some beef. Look at you. I guzzled so much, I got garlic nipples. I'm a unicorn. All the game's my favorite part from the platform to the end. I love it all. He fucking broke down and had a stroke at the end of that. I'm a unicorn with garlic nipples. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, I'm a cyclops that cries Alfredo. <laughs> I am the endless breadsticks. Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm also in Jackass Force, Scotty Moore! And I'm Malachi Blake Tanner. Oh my god! <laughs> Have you just had that? For the whole week that you've been sitting on that one, haven't you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I thought about <laughs> it last week. The minute it uh-huh. happened, you were like, I know what I must do. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, this this fruit has just started to hang low enough for me to pluck it and wait. Wait for a week and yeah. a half. And uh, Dylan's not here because he just couldn't be fucking bothered. Um, I do love <laughs> earlier we were watching AEW Live on Discord, which, by the way, patreon.com slash load of BS, donate, and you can watch wrestling with us live in our Discord. And Britt Baker, DMD, oh, came mm. on screen. And within less than a second, Dylan had left the call. 
It was <laughs> instantaneous that Dylan said, I'm not doing this today. That's like fucking Ryback energy for Dylan. That's big Ryback That's energy. big Ryback energy. Oh um, my god. But speaking of news, as I, uh, as I alluded to in my intro, Darby Allen's gonna be in Jackass 4, along with Shaq and the UFC heavyweight champion. So what no. the fuck is that? Okay, I'm... Has Shaq... Sha- Shaq is just like doing whatever he wants now right he's reached that point in his life it's It's i mean it's the meme of you when you've completed the main quest and you go back and start doing side quests that's what shaq's doing yes i actually saw somebody uh make a meme out of that with involving snoop dogg earlier including some of his wwe stuff so yep yep uh in addition matt hardy has finally broken his streak of having only boys with his first daughter, ever more hardy, who they are nicknaming Evie, which rips ass. Matt Hardy named his kid after a Pokemon. This is how you get over, Matt. Cody, take notes. (laughs) (laughs) You need to listen to what this man is doing. This is the man that revolutionized cinematic wrestling. How could you fucking go wrong? No, but the problem would be Cody would be like, oh, all I have to do is name them after a Pokemon. I'm going to name them after the coolest one, Mega Evolution Charizard, (laughs) my new daughter. Cody, no, it's got to be a cute Pokemon you named your kid after. No, this is Lugia, my son. (laughs) And this is our little baby Trebish. Oh my, no, Cody would straight up be like, this is my daughter, Charmander. When she is 13 years of age, she will become Charmeleon. And then finally, when she's grown and ready to leave the house, she will become Charizard. Charizard. For all of 10 seconds until she decides to legally change her name. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, uh, Cody, of course, feuding with somebody we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But that was a fun moment during the uh, watch of the show. Because this was a fucking killer episode of Fighter Fest. Like, it was very, oh, very yeah. good. And I would like to just point out, I've been in, my head has been in such a hole that the last two weeks of Dynamite has just passed by, so I'm just reading all the shit that you and Dylan were talking about on the Facebook chat. Yeah. So I need to catch up. Well, uh, Wheeler Yuta, who is a big indie name, debuted with the best friends, which is weird, because Wheeler, I think, has been working heel. So that was a bit weird, but it was a really good match. Had a really good match with Sammy. Um, we finally got the Hangman Kenny confirmation, basically, of Hangman coming out and Whoa. saying, you know what, the Dark Order is right, I have to hold that title, Ooh. at which point I'm like, and, and he goes, I'm going to challenge Kenny Omega for the title, and then right before he can say it, Callus interrupts, and Nick fucking Jackson continuing his buck wild streak of bullshit mm. that he does is wearing a men's romper that's covered in, like, cat faces and aliens. (laughs) Fuck yes! Just don't- Uh, But uh, it all led to, um, all led to them saying, okay, we're gonna have a five-on-five, basically a Survivor Series, Dark Order versus the Elite. If Dark Order, along with Hangman, win, Hangman can face the Dark- or Hangman can face Kenny, assumedly it all, all out for the title, and the Dark Order get a title shot. 
uh, for the Bucks titles, which is going to be very fucking interesting. I'm very excited for that. Because if we want to keep this storyline going, obviously we're like, no, let's end it here at All Out. But just imagine this, the 20-yard line. Hangman almost has it, and Hangman loses the match. It comes down to, like, Hangman versus Kenny. Kenny beats Hangman before he can get the opportunity. Now Hangman has disappointed the Dark Order and stopped them from getting a title shot, and it just goes worse for him. How sad can we make Hangman Page? Are we are we trying to make him just end it? I don't want him to do that. I don't want, I want I want a world where there's a hangman and where we get some hope in this grim grim You just booked you you fantasy booked a fucking series of unfortunate events because it doesn't have a good ending. Spoilers. <laughs> no, no. After the match, Kenny grabs the mic and goes, "You see, you put all your hope on this one guy, on this one Loser on this one B plus player, and then Daniel Bryan comes out, and it's gonna be Bryan Danielson versus Kenny Omega at all out. Now, counterpoint: I do love the the uh, the flight of the Valkyries theme that he's been known for. Oh, but if we go back to final countdown, yeah, 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 yeah. they are also doing something that. I they they talked about it last night because of course Jericho wants to fight MJF. They're basically redoing the Cody feud, but with a twist on it now that they're calling it the Labors of Jericho. And I loved this idea of Jericho because like they're building it up as like a Herculean thing Jericho has to do. And Jericho a literal even, Herculean thing. Yeah. Oh, literally is what it is. And I'm upset with the way they're doing it because (laughs) this was potentially going to be a very enthralling two hours of TV. Because, like, right now what it is, next week he's fighting Sean, who's allowed to use a chair. Jericho's not. The next week he's going to have to fight someone else. That's not what I wanted. I wanted a Jericho gauntlet match. I wanted him to test his fucking limit, go for a do something unprecedented, wrestle for two straight hours on television in five different matches to get this. God, it would have been such a good bottle episode of AEW, but instead they're doing it. They're literally just doing the Cody feud again. Oh, well, that is unfortunate. I would have liked a little bit of variety. How long have MJF and Jericho been in storylines together? Either where they're feuding or together but frenemies because it's been a while um since post all out last year so since post uh his defeat by moxley it's been going since then (laughs) god oh boy this is is this just like aw saying we don't have anything for you yet so we're just stretching this one out a little bit we're gonna give it the old stretch rooney yeah i i it's not hitting with me like obviously mjf is an amazing fucking performer and can make anything work jericho ever the great baby face but i really wish they had done something different with this other than Mm -hmm. this is a storyline you have literally seen before we're just gonna change it slightly um so that that was kind of upsetting because i I, like i said it would have been so enthralling to have a two-hour episode of television where you get to watch a 
literal legend of the professional wrestling business in Chris Jericho prove that after 30 years, he can still go and outlast guys like fucking Rollins, Cesaro, these guys who come out and do hour-long bouts. Jericho says, no, I'm, I'm going to last all the way to the end. Almost like the, um, the New Day gauntlet match they did where like New Day just kept getting beat down. But for a whole two hours of television. And you could do backstage segments. Like, after each victory, go backstage, promote something for the next week. But then all of the matches are Chris Jericho versus whoever. Leading up to a big debut at the end. And I wouldn't even mind, like, throwing some gimmick matches in there. Like, have one or two of them be different. Mix it up a little bit. Well, that's what uh, the whole thing is. Is that, um... MJF decides the stipulation for next week. So, like, he's fighting Sean Spears, so obviously Sean gets to use his good boy chair, and Jericho cannot. Um, I hope it gets bigger for me. See, like, that's why I loved the idea of doing it as a one special, because A, you, he's not going to fight MJF at the end of it, meaning that there are only four members of the pinnacle that he could fight, meaning the fifth one has to be a Big twist coming out to fight Jericho. Shock the world. Big moment. Whoever you want to have come in to do it. And yeah, it would have been great. But no, we're just going to just slowly churn our way through this butter. Oh, churn that butter, Chris. Uh, uh, Mm. On to Ring of Honor news. Apparently, every single fucking title they have gone <laughs> every single one what? has changed hands so oh. R- roosh got beat by bandito for the roh title which is fucking great love bandito uh chris dickinson and homicide defeated Rhett titus and jonathan grishan for the tag titles and then dragon lee defeated my favorite shit-eating heel tony deppin for the world tv title uh so I mean, maybe maybe signaling a big change in Ring of Honor right about now. I mean, they, oh, they kind of need it. Uh, also, Chelsea fucking Green showed up. Hey! Whoa. Okay, I'm in for that. Yeah, because there's going to be a, looks like a women's tournament that they're going to be holding to crown, I assume, the women. Yeah, it's going to be crowning the women's championship. I'm trying to see if Chelsea's in it or if Chelsea's going to be finding another way around to get the title. Uh, But, yeah, I'm really excited because, like, that's the one thing of all the releases that we haven't discussed is all of the great female talent coming out (laughs) and them basically saying, I've been in a box for a real long time. Let's fuck some shit up. I haven't done anything. Yeah. Most specifically, specifically, uh, fucking Maria Canellis is going hard in the paint. Maria Canellis and Mickey James are both going hard in the fucking paint on promoting women's wrestling, and that makes me excited. I love good rem- women's wrestling. Um, on to general news, a uh, big rest in peace to Paul Orndorff, which means all of the heels from WrestleMania 1, unfortunate in the main event, are unfortunately passed away, because I believe it was Paul and Roddy versus Mr. T and Hogan. So really, if you had asked me which of those four you wanted me to take out, I don't. I think you've taken the two that I want the most. Yes, it is. What is the line from? Um, oh God, what? It, 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 it's not a line. It's a saying. It's just like for some reason, 
the um, absolute worst people are just so angry at everything, including life, that they spite death for <laughs> years because of just how angry and insufferable they are. And that is kind of what I feel about Hulk Hogan these days. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of great tributes to Orndorff yeah. coming out in the past week. I mean, he was he was one of those guys that was around almost like right before Hulkamania kind of was catching on. So he was uh -huh. kind of a holdover, but then stuck around for a very long time afterwards. And so he doesn't really have like the big name of appeal of like a Piper or a Snooka, but the dude did so much. Yeah, he was a, um, I mean, he was a heel for a long time. They always say um, that Orndorff played a big part in Hogan's Rise as a babyface, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, yeah. like him and Piper, like you have to have a good heel to make a good babyface. And both of them were fucking great heels for Hogan to play against. Um, also, in somewhat sad news, although this one is not sad, um, a lot of reports were coming out about Terry Funk living with dementia and his body kind of breaking down. And even his team reached out and said, yes, he is receiving care for his multiple health issues, which do affect his mind as well as the rest of his body. As you can imagine, some days are better than the others. We appreciate your kind words forever, which I popped at that. And then I can't, it might have been Dreamer, because Dreamer does seem like this guy who just came out yeah. and was like, Terry's fucking fine. Everyone calm down. Calm down. It's just like something he's living with, but he's okay. Yeah, it, it's weird that like, I mean, I get how reactionary the wrestling fan base can be, which is like such, I mean, knee jerk to the max, yeah, but yeah. just like calm down, y'all. I, um, <laughs> he's, I mean, Terry Funk, he's old. Like, that's just what happens when you get old. He's just yeah. dealing with old people things. It's not like it's the end of the world for him. And my he's favorite, fine. my favorite thing to come out of it, though, is from your friend and mine. Big man, the nature boy. Woo! Who tweeted, Terry, we have wrestled for hours. And have been friends for what seems like a lifetime. You never quit. Be strong as always. I'm coming to see you soon. Which is uh, just like a good message to Terry. But the best part is that he attached a fucking voicemail he got from the Funker himself. He just said, hey, Flair, this is the Funker. Why don't you ever give me a call? My number, you should have the goddamn thing after 40 years, Blair. Give me a call. God damn. <laughs> Love Terry Funk. Love Terry Funk so much. I would, I get an annoyed when my mom calls me and says that I don't call her enough, even though I call her a couple times a week usually. Yeah, yeah. But if Terry Funk did that, I think that I'd be calling <laughs> a lot more. I gotta, if, if the Funker tells me to call, baby, I'm calling. And you know who else I'm always calling? Our patrons at patreon.com slash load of BS. Like I said earlier, if you want to watch wrestling with us live, you can do it on our Discord. You get access to exclusive content from Wrestling History X to me and Blake reacting to old, cringy wrestling shit we did in, the, in college. And if you yeah. want it, you can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, Dylan, who are we? Ah, oh, fuck, oh, he's shit. not here. Oh, oh no. no. 
Oh, hey, God, who? at Dick and Stormy. Stormy. <laughs> who should we tweet this, this week? week. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Dylan Watch. <laughs> if, if he responds before we finish recording, we have to do what he says. Okay, okay, okay. Well, before we do that, why don't we get into our heels and baby faces okay. of the week? And I guess I'll start with my heel because it's a little yeah. simple. Firstly, and my I got two, and they're both a little small. The first one is a person who is good at being a heel, and I think they deserve respect for it. And it's fucking Ricky Shane Page. The man who destroyed Joey Janela's spring break. The man who stole the GCW championship right out from underneath the nose of, I believe it was AJ Gray who he fought for it, but mostly Nick Gage. He stole Nick Gage's fucking championship. He looks like the biggest scumbag on the planet. And he got to be on Dark this week, which made me excited because I was like, okay, good, because he fucking deserved so much like he carried gcw you. Mm-hmm. for the longest time and, and you've got to think how much of a shit heel you have to be to make nick fucking gage a baby face <laughs> <laughs> no nick gage is perma baby face at this point <laughs> but my favorite was i watched the opening where uh he fought down dante martin of top flight at the beginning of it i was like ah he's gonna have to play like not the jobber per se, but he's going to have to play like the, I'm just here to try to win and do this. No, he literally grabbed his coat, balled it up and yeeted it as he was (laughs) making his entrance. And Dante said, well, fuck you then. And then leaped over the ropes to attack Ricky. It was so good. See, that's Um, the kind of character development you need to see on shows like that. That's fucking great. Yeah. But uh, in addition, my main heel this week is a heel that I've had for the longest time, and it's AEW's main event slot, which <laughs> gets shafted weekly. <laughs> Why are Holy they so bad? This isn't even like a new problem with AEW. Oh, it's no, no, always no. been that way. Without a doubt, every single time I will look at my clock and say like, 845. Don't they have a whole main event to do? I will figure it out. Ever even since the uh, the days of All In, the fucking main event gets the shaft. Oh yeah, that's um, but an AEW original. And honestly, this week it really hurt because the main event was Darby Allen versus Ethan Page in a coffin match, where uh, I did call it that Darby was going to throw him in there, shut the lid, and then say, fuck it, and then coffin Coffin drop him through the coffin itself. Imagine being Ethan Page just sitting there in that coffin going, a whole dude's gonna fly on top of me and And broken wood. And you can't see it. Oh, God, you you don't know what is happening. God, it's the worst. Um, But... That was a really good match. It was a very brutalistic match. Um, I do like... Uh, they had two separate matches where, like, interference would have been big, like this and then the opener, which was Moxley versus Anderson. Both of those matches had the second of the person in the ring come out, beat the shit out of the other guy, and then leave. Oh. So, like, the opening, Eddie Kingston beat the shit out of Gallows with a lead pipe until they <laughs> left. And then uh, Sting came out, took out Scorpio, which was weird that within like a minute of this match, 
they already were schmazzing to the back and out yeah, in the crowd know. and disappearing. I'm like, give me something. So that like, was God, already that was quick. Oh, it was like literally within a minute, Darby like gets one over on Ethan, opens the coffin. Uh-oh, Scorpio's here. Uh-oh, Sting's here. Uh-oh, they're fighting in the crowd. Jesus is here. Because there was a guy in the crowd dressed like Jesus, and now we're at commercial. What the fuck? And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to have our last commercial in. Yeah, and what made me mad was, like, literally during commercial break, they schmoz out into the crowd, they're beating the shit out of each other, and you know the entryway into an arena. Darby climbs on top of that. At which point I said, hey, guys, you know we're at commercial, right? You don't have to do this because that's already a big spot jumping off mm -hmm. the top of that. Then Ethan catches him and beats the shit out of the walls with Darby. <laughs> and once again, y'all know we at commercial, right? You know we're at commercial. You're at you're playing second to a massive subway commercial. <laughs> I just love the fucking if I can't hit you with the wall, I'll hit the wall with you. <laughs> fucking Darby. Oh yeah, baby. Oh. All right, that's my heel of the week. Who are you bringing to the table? All right, mine is um it is uh, in reference to a specific person from uh, last week's episode of Dynamite. Um and uh, I fucking don't psychopath. This yeah, absolute psychopath. psycho. This absolute utter shit brain, as it were. Okay, so little back up a little bit. Couple weeks ago on Dynamite, a fan rushed to the ring during the MJF Jericho segment. Right? It was the MJF. Oh Jericho, no, no, it, I think. Was it was the beginning of last week's Jericho. It was the signing was of signing. the the contract. And right. Jericho was getting in the ring, but a fan attacked and apparently was going after MJF. Yeah, yes. Uh, but Jericho magnet. beat the fuck Fucking out of this shit. dude. Which is, I am very proud of. Um, and then, of course, nothing. Maxwell being Maxwell just grabs the mic and goes, if any of you other hick idiots want to get in this ring and try to fight me, go ahead, I'll kill you. <laughs> and he probably would. Seeing Jericho, like, just lay punches in because... There is one thing you absolutely do not do as a fan of wrestling, and that is get in the fucking ring while the show is going on. That is not your place. It only serves to make you look like um, an idiot, a narcissistic asshole, and the a piece of shit. The only time I say it's acceptable, and it's one time in history, is when the NWO was forming... Garbage is raining Gar in the ring, yeah. and a fan rushes in, and they beat the shit the out shit. of them. Yeah, that added to that moment so much because they pissed off the audience to a point where they were about to ensue a riot. Right, because that that is a, a more understandable because nowadays people do it to get attention. People do it because all they want is attention on them, even though they've come to a wrestling show where they are not wrestlers and they're, um. I mean, interrupting the show, not for nothing, just yeah. because, like, they want 10 seconds of... Well, of, but, this but, one did have a goal in mind. Oh, no, I know, and I'm getting to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I just want to say in general, if you're thinking about it, d don't. 
Period. Just don't get in the ring. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this guy, uh, he claimed to be uh, like a, a Jim Cornette fan. Like, he was uh, exercising Cornette's will? What? Yeah, he, it's literally, he was like a cultist of Cornette and was mm -hmm. like, Jim, I did this to make you proud, jumping into an AEW ring and embarrassing them. I, I don't know if you have the full tweet, but to I me, do. why that segment? Because of right, every, yeah. I don't listen to a lot of Cornette, as evident by this show, but yeah. I have heard a lot of his opinions about certain wrestlers, and if you ask me in AEW who the two most respected wrestlers were in Jim Cornette's mind, it's MJF, it's MJF. and Chris Jericho. Yeah, those aren't the two that you come out to fight. I mean, <laughs> that's buck wild how... Tone deaf, this person was in what they're. Um, I, I'm I'm giving you that for a for in a second because I'm gonna need another dramatic reading. Oh oh no no no! My favorite part was when I pulled up the cornet tweet and said, "This is from an account you muted. Are you sure you want to see it?" <laughs> yes. Um. So I guess we should just go straight on to my baby face. Who well, is? Let's uh, let's get the last last word in. Oh, yeah. from the dipshit himself. Who said at Jim Cornette, how'd you like my AEW debut? I did this for all of us real wrestling fans. Wrestling's no longer a safe space for friends to dance around and play dress up. Reality can hit at any time. Did they think it was gonna be fucking playtime forever? You mm. got your shit pushed in <laughs> by Chris Jericho <laughs> on live television. The only thing that you got from running to the ring was embarrassment. Yeah, oh. you died. You died. So anyway, on to my baby face of the week, which is, as you may have already guessed, Jim Cornette. Because <laughs> shocking the world. Shocking. Uh, which, yes, uh, on this week in particular, I agree with what he tweeted. Um, in response to the tweet that you just read, Scotty, could you get Jim out here for a second? Read his response. Yeah, hold on. Let me get Jim in here. <laughs> oh, and unmute him real quick. <laughs> Got news for you, dipshit. The ring is sacred ground for us. And even if I, and even if you and a lot of others think that you can kick the shit out of the young bucks, I would have turned you into a tennis racket popsicle and you're lucky someone there didn't gut you like a fish. And you blocked. <laughs> yeah, that's the you thing blocked. about Cornette. That's what makes me so mad about Jim Cornette and what he's choosing to do with his platform. Yes. Is he is so Fucking good. It's <laughs> just tearing Terrible. a motherfucker down. Do you know how much money I would pay to see Jim Cornette as somebody's manager versus Kenny Omega and Don Callis? Oh, God, that would be fucking art. That would be. Oh, oh. you know who would be great? Who? This, it wouldn't happen because there's no way anyone in their right mind would make him a heel. <laughs> Imagine a technically minded, early ROH, Brian Danielson, who is all about pure technical wrestling, <sighs> mm -hmm. managed by Jim, Jim Cornette. Oh, oh, stop, I can only get so it's, erect. It's, it's, 
very good. My favorite thing about Jim's tweet, and this is mm-hmm. one of the things that I will give Jim, I guess, yeah. since we are complimenting him, is the fact that... It's rare, I, so yeah, give it to him while he can get it. Yeah, yeah, Is the fact that he didn't say MJF. He did not say Chris Jericho. He talked about two boys who he has famously talked shit about, the Young Bucks, and he was like, no, here's the thing. I know what they do in the ring, but I also am very well aware they will kick the shit out of you. So I love yep. Jim giving respect in that manner of, yeah, the Young Bucks, the dipshits, and the fucking men's onesies, they'll yep. kill you. <laughs> they will they kill you. Fuck you up. I don't care who the hell you think you are. If you go, he knows, like, and uh, I think this really does speak to kind of just how weird Cornette's, like, idea of respect is, because he has it in the strangest ways about some things and about other things like for the young bucks for example he respects who they are not what they do bud yeah he turned on jim he turned on jim no it's a new day jim cornet i'll teach you how to get heat in the digital age. <laughs> okay you fucking hold asshole. on Motherfucker, we may hate him, but this is our guy to hate. He know if anyone knows how to get heat in the digital age, it is Jim Cornette. (laughs) I popped when you threatened me because there has never been a time in your life where you'd be able to do anything to me, whether you had a racket or a baseball bat. Cute, though, and then he attached images of the fact that the amount of people that saw his tweet were 1.9 million which was more than the amount of people who saw the first episode of AEW Dynamite. But that's not how Twitter works. Nope. If someone's scrolling down it, they're going to see it no matter no what. what. And yep. then he also uh, showed off that MJF blocked him. Tim. Also, you got your shit pushed in by a punch from Jericho, so I wouldn't even go so far as to say, like, I Cornette with a tennis racket is probably, like, Fighting a hundred, like, yeah. He's deadly. Deadly. That is his weapon. That's like fighting Sting with a baseball bat. You just don't do it. This feels like if someone talked shit about your brother that you hate, (laughs) or your stepdad that you hate, it's just like, no, no, look, we can say this. You stay out of this. this. You shut the fuck up. You're not a wrestler. Uh, I'm trying to see... Where is it? Jericho re- said something about it as well. I think Jericho was straight up like, hey, dipshit, that's not going to get you popular with old Jim Cornette, and you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, I, I do love the sheer amount of people calling this guy an idiot. Um, yeah. That is uh, pretty fucking nice, actually. But uh, yes, it's uh, it's rare to see Cornette on the uh, on the same page as uh, wrestlers that he talks shit about, like the Young Bucks. So him giving that is uh, a tiny. It was tiny nice drop. Yeah, a tiny little drop of decency in the sea of Cornette. It's one of those moments where it's just like he's not on our side, but he is on our side. You know what? Just like I, he's he at least is not the worst. Um, but now. On to my baby face of the week, a man who last week before AEW had even started, I had as my baby face of the week, but for a completely separate reason, a man you may know by the name 
of Tommy End, or now Malachi Black. And the reason I brought him to the table last week was because he basically released, much like Moxley released the video promoting right before his AEW debut, that's what this was, and it was him debuting the character of Malachi Black. And it is such, it is a fucking five-minute short horror film. Legitimately. It is so good. It's got, um, oh god, what's the guy's name? The rapper that they had, I, I think Isaiah Williams, is that his name? The guy who was in uh, NXT and did a lot of stuff like that. Josiah Williams is his name. Um, and, like, there are good callbacks to shit where he's just like, oh, Matthew, Matthew messed with my eyes. Matthew, who, of course, is the real name of Buddy Murphy. And as he's going on, they're trying to tell him, like, no, you're Tommy. And he's like, no, 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 I've not been here for, f- I've, I've been in here for five years. You need to let me out. You need to let me out. And it just has, like, creepy imagery before finally Alistair beats the shit out of both of the doctors who are holding him. And they're like, no, Tom, we're sorry. And he goes, my name is not Tom. My name is Malachi. And he literally slices a doctor's throat. Oh, shit. Rubs the blood on his face and then sings, the devil made me do it while walking out in the suit that he made his AEW debut on. Fucking ripped. It was very fucking good. And in that one fucking video, more character development than how many years in the company. Yep. And then, uh, then of course he debuted last week, kicking the shit out of Cody Mm -hmm. and Arn Anderson. And then this week, I really, this is probably the best Cody segment in a while. Cause Cody literally just ran out, grabbed a headset and was like, like not even a mic, grabbed a headset and said, Malachi Black Tommy in whatever you want to call it you could have called me up I would have been excited to have you here hell you could have came in here and attacked me but you attacked a 60 year old man and that's why fuck it and then he gets a mic and goes to the ring and he goes I'm aware of the fact that I'm overstepping my boundaries and I'm using my power right now but I don't care (laughs) and I'm like that's the shit I want yeah That's actually, that is how you use that, Cody. That is how you use that to your advantage. He gets in the ring, calls out Malachi, and then, of course, this was the problem, was the crowd wasn't quiet enough before they started playing Malachi's video, and he's very soft-spoken throughout it. And uh, he comes on the Tron and immediately is like, Cody, I once saw, because he's fucking weird, so he's like, Cody, I once saw a horse die. I once saw a man have to kill his horse, his prized horse, that went over the entire world and won him championships. But eventually that man knew when that horse had to die, and I watched, and someone tweeted, can someone please explain to me more about the the fucking Malachi Black horse murder? But it was a a really good analog to A, his time in the Fed, having to kill Alistair Black, the character, then having to kill Tommy and the character, and now he's wanting to do the same for those in AEW, which is kick-ass. I've always loved Alistair Black. I mean, he's... Coming from specifically the world of WWE 2K19, where me and you study a lot of movesets, uh-huh. there's not a better moveset in that fucking game, game. than Alistair Black's. And you fucking know it. 
just kicks ass. I'm so mm-hmm. excited for him to get to do real shit. And I also love the panic that it caused New York to have, where they apparently yeah, called man. Buddy Murphy in a panic, going, how, how, how fucking long is your non-complete again? And he's like, yep. oh, yeah, 60 days. And they're like, thank God, what the fuck happened with Alistair? What oh, happened yeah, with Alistair? They, did you see where they, uh, PW Insider actually figured out what it was? Um, they, he they only had info. a 30-day, wasn't yeah. it? Because, like, they, just a clerical error, when he moved up to the main roster from NXT, they didn't update his non-compete, because when you move up, oh, in NXT, it's a 30-day if you're released. In, on the main roster, it turns into the 60-day. Holy shit. I heard that um, Braun also, they had talked to Braun, and he was getting a shortened deal as well. I wouldn't doubt if he may show up at Slammiversary. Which is leading into our end segment, because it's time to make predictions for Slammiversary. Um, before that, though, there are the rumor come out. <laughs> there are some rumors about uh, who's going to be showing up. And I think it was on what culture I was reading this. Let me pull it up. But um, they said that there are two big surprises planned. One, I believe, is someone who has been released. But the other one is someone who is already under contract elsewhere. So a lot of them are saying Mickey James, who is an Impact legend, is going to be the released person showing up. But what makes me intrigued is the person under contract somewhere else showing up. Because everyone has one name on their mind. Christian fucking Cage in Impact. And this whole time we've been sitting back going, who's going to take the title off of Kenny Omega? Looking at the impact or looking at the a or yeah, the impact roster. Christian Cage is the one to do it. Christian. Because in my opinion, like this idea of Kenny Omega being the uh, the I'm from AEW, I've just taken your title. Ha ha ha. That's what I do. I take your shit. And having Christian who arguably like along with Jarrett. Gail Kim and a few other names could be seen as a face of Impact Wrestling. I would put Christian really high on that. Having Christian come in as the savior of Impact Wrestling, taking that title back would be great. Especially if, like, even in the match itself, the elite start to interfere, and then you start seeing, like, violent by design decay. You start seeing enemies all team up to take out the elite and give Christian that Christian big moment. Uh, fuck. Uh, God, it's good. good. That's what I want. That's <laughs> the shit I want. Because, yes. like, the Christ, a Christian, like, Kenny Omega match, sign me the fuck up for that one. Um, because, like, having, when like, they brought him in. That's a storyline. Oh, yeah, the storyline's already there. And when they brought him in, everyone's like, okay, Christian's going to have a one-off with Kenny eventually. Because that's kind of how, like, that was the first person he confronted. The problem is we all thought it'll be for the AEW title and Kenny will, or, and uh, Christian will lose. I think, no. I think it's not going to be the Impact title, and mm-hmm. Christian's going to beat Kenny Omega, and it's going to kick ass. I can't wait. I would be all in for that. Yeah, because <laughs> Christian, AEW does not need Christian. Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling needs Christian, because right now Christian's in that veteran role, that hardy role of, like, mid-carter, but he's seasoned, he's been through a lot. Yeah. It's like a gatekeeper. Impact will, yeah, and meanwhile, Impact will promote him 
to star mm-hmm. once again. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's really what Christian's been wanting, I think. Y- yes, and I think that that's what uh, Christian deserves. <laughs> yes, but now on to our Slammiversary predictions. We've only got seven matches announced right now. We're, of course, recording before the final impact, before Slammiversary. And it's... I'm having this thing, and I guess it is because we we don't watch Impact that much. Do you not get the vibe of sameness off of every Impact pay-per-view? Just this big vibe of this feels real samey compared to what we've seen in the past. Yes, because actually just going back um, to the last one we did, I can kind of see, uh, see yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah. You mean the five-man X Division match that this time mm-hmm. is now a six-man Ultimate X match? Yes. Fire and Flava versus team of two random female wrestlers. Morrissey fighting against a stalwart that can put him over. Like, yeah. Um, well, let's start with that. Eddie Edwards versus W. Morrissey. Um, we've all got Morrissey because Big Boy gotta pick up big wins. Big Boy gotta get wins. Yeah, Give yeah, yeah. Morrissey I, the big boy to win. Oh, in, in fact, if they do go down the Omega versus Christian angle, first, no, first number one contender for Christian, I would say, is Morrissey. Perfect. Build him up right now and then use him later. Um, up next, we've got Fire and Flava versus the team of Havoc and Rosemary. Me and Dylan said Havoc and Rosemary. You've got Fire. You love... Blake, is it because of the name still? I'm very entertained by the name. I'm not going <laughs> to lie about that. I'm not going to sit here and cast aspersions. <laughs> but I think Fire I think... and Flava, cool. I like the tag team of Havoc and Rosemary. Like, last time Kimberly and Susan... They're kind of just like Deanna Perrazzo's seconds, so that's why I was like, I-, I don't know about this, but for Havoc and Rosemary, that's such a good duo that I think they could carry that forward into something big. So that's why I said Havoc and Rosemary. Um, up next, we've got Deanna Perrazzo versus an unknown mystery opponent to be determined literally on the day of the pay-per-view. That's the big deal, is Deanna doesn't know who she's facing. And do you know who we all have? TBA! TBA. 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 Um, yeah, this is probably where Mickey shows up. Either Mickey, a lot of people are saying possibly Gail Kim, but I don't want Gail to come back out of retirement and then into retirement and then back out. Like, I don't want her to be one of yeah, those Yeah, to do that people. kind of shuffle. It's, uh, it, it never really works out. Yeah, but I, I, I think <clears throat> Deanna's had a good, good long run with it. I just, I think this is the time to end it. Slammiversary, it's the big show of the year. And of your two yeah. big titles, the world title and the women's title, we know the, none mm-hmm. of us think that world title's changing hands. Yeah. I apologize to you, Sammy Callahan, but I'm on my Christian yeah. route now. Yes. That's going to be no DQ, too. That's going to kick ass. Oh, that does actually sound fun. But, like, no, yeah. you're, you're right. Like, they're, they've already promised a big surprise. So if they don't follow through with TBA being a surprise getting the big victory, then it's going to yeah. kind of fall flat. Um, and then also, we all have Omega beating Callahan. Callahan yeah. There you go. Uh, then Chris Sabin versus Moose. I know nothing about this rivalry, or even if it is a rivalry or not just a match they made. We've all got Moose. I'll, yeah, Moose all is... I need to know is Moose. <laughs> all I need to know is Moose. 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 I love Sabin, but no, man, Moose <laughs> has had a rocket up his ass. Like, Moose yeah. literally <clears throat> fought for the world title at the last pay-per-view and lost. 
you can't have him lose again yeah. to half of the machine guns and that's it. Yeah, that would really suck. And like I uh, don't th think that they would do that to Moose. Yeah, then we have got a four-way for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Violent by design, which is going to be any of them, because Freebird rules, Eric Young, Dean, or Doring, or Rhino, versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack, TJP and Falaba, and the Good Brothers. Uh, you got the first prediction here because you are behind in the prediction series. Yeah. Um, and also, I am just so woefully, like unequipped to predict any <laughs> of these tag teams so i picked the one that i knew the best and that is the good, good brothers brother. they will probably definitely not win that was the big shock for me by the way of this week when they were just casually like oh by the way moxley's fighting carl anderson for the iwgp us championship and i said i need more time for that <laughs> i need more time to emotionally prep for that i'm gonna have to take some time to pro oh dear i didn't even know about that yeah uh dylan got the team of let me see Dil what which one did dylan choose he chose swan and, mac, and mac which made me yeah. very <clears throat> made me very happy because i really wanted violent by design i mm -hmm. love them as a team i want them to keep those tag titles for a very very long time and i just don't see anybody in here That'll do it. Good Brothers are moving more towards AEW and New Japan. Yeah. Swan and Mac, they've been around a while, but I don't know if it's the time. And then I don't know who Fallaby is. <laughs> it's a name I always see, and I just never know. Oh, that is unfortunate. Maybe we need to start watching more Impact. I do. Well, that at least. was. When we used to record on Thursdays, it was easy because I was just like, okay, Fight Boys is coming up soon. I need to waste some time. Let's watch Impact. But now we record yep. after AEW. Which is uh, but then blessing and final, a curse. Yeah, but then our final match, <laughs> an Ultimate X match, which I don't know when the last one of those are. Holy shit, two years ago. Over two years ago was the last Ultimate X. Um, and it is Josh Alexander, Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, who, who, by the way, Dylan completely broke the rule. The rule that Blake had to pick first. He was just immediately like, yep. no, I'm taking Ace Austin. You can't take Ace Austin away from me. I literally um, could if I wanted to right now, but it's all right. I, I've already picked Josh Alexander. I was going to pick him anyway. You ass clown. <laughs> Yeah, no, Josh yeah. is my boy. I love Josh Alexander. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I th he's got. I think he's still holding on to it for a bit. You know. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. I I think I talked about it the last time we did predictions that they're trying to make the X division championship on par with the world title, and yeah. giving someone a long reign will do that versus jumping it back and forth. And that's the um, way Alexander's been playing it, too. Like, he's been just saying that I'm going to defend this just like it was the biggest championship in this country. Uh, yeah, he's been doing Iron Man matches. Mm -hmm. Alexander has been kicking ass. Um, Petey Williams didn't pay off well for me last time. I love Trey Miguel, but I don't think so. I'm going to give it to a former X Division champion, Chris fucking Bay. I love <laughs> yeah. Chris Bay. So I'm going to take me. I, it's. Chris Bay Bay time. Chris Bay Chris B. My oh, Bay. Uh, th this is Fed adjacent. Actually, it's not even Fed adjacent. It's in the Fed, but 
they finally fixed Adam Cole's entrance music, and it makes me so fucking happy. Because oh. you remember it, the boom didn't, the boom line, didn't up line up, and it up. made me mm-hmm. real mad? They fixed it. It's very good now. I, I appreciate that, at least. It's okay. I, I won't tell Dylan we talked about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what did you learn this week? Oh, God. I learned that uh, fucking... The best way to end a coffin match is with a coffin drop through a coffin. Through a coffin. And I learned that without the fat around, we sometimes have to take two-week breaks to get enough news for this whole show. And we didn't even run an hour tonight. Yeah. And where could people find you on the Pember Bet? Uh, but you can find me the Black Tanner on the Twitter. <laughs> you can't just bust out the Swedish fucking chef and just be like, you could find me a Blakey Tanner and Tweedry. Like, no, you asshole. You can find and me at Blake. you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Moe. S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O where I answer the question if it's easy being green. And you can check out my other podcast, The Muppets. Muppets Tonight. Muppets again and the weird <laughs> an actual play TTRPG podcast that can be found at jointheweird.com where I hunt ghosts and shit. I don't know. Fuck you. Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song fighters. Oh, that hurt my insides. Oh, give uh, go check out Mega Ran on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your good music. Um, watch his music videos. I've been fucking uh, just what? encapsulated by um, like the animated videos that he has on his YouTube channels for some of his songs. Oh yeah, um, yeah they're very good. I've been encapsulated by Sunset Flip. Just all yeah, yeah, yeah. the one he That's did with one. Creed. I fucking can't stop watching it. <laughs> It's very good. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Dylan. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!